a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico so here we are live on Talk Sport and Talk Radio all over the world. And now we go to uh, Mexico and say a very happy Christmas to uh, our good friend there, John Bonfilio. Uh, John, thanks uh, ever so much for joining us. A pleasure, Martin. Merry Christmas to you too. Yeah, now I suspect that where you are, Christmas is uh, quite a big deal. I mean, it's uh, it's a very religious country, uh, Mexico, and uh, I, don't, I mean, I, I suspect Boxing Day isn't uh, isn't much of a routine over there as it is here. But uh, Christmas itself, big celebrations. Yeah, absolutely. Alongside Easter, probably the two main celebrations in the Catholic calendar. I mean, there's a number of other ones, but those are the two, you know, really that that stand out and uh yeah i guess the most important day here i was just thinking about it in terms of the comparison with the uk but really the the equivalent of christmas day in the uk would be the night of the 24th so christmas eve here and then your boxing day equivalent would be christmas day where the families then recover from uh the previous night and so on so really their very big celebration is on christmas eve where families come together and you know from all around uh, the country and eat together and celebrate and go to go to mass and so on the christmas season kind of i guess um runs from about the 12th of december where you've got the the dia de la virgen the day of the virgin of, of guadalupe um in which you know it's a major point of celebration as well and then runs probably right across the 6th of january which is when the three kings um uh, festival is, is celebrated and when most people here would get uh, presents given to them and to the children and so on, uh, reenacting the arrival of the three kings, giving presents or giving, uh, you know, bestowing gifts on on baby Jesus. So that's kind of the the structure of the of the thing, if you like. And then there's a number of different things within that. There's, um, I mean, one of my favourite things actually is the nativity scenes, which uh, which there are absolutely everywhere. You know, vast, intricate, elaborate, um, and in particular, you know, the baby Jesus, uh, which is missing until the night of the 24th and then arrives. But my favorite aspect of the baby Jesus arriving is that the baby Jesus in almost every occasion is oversized, is like 12 times the size of every other figure in the nativity scene. And also remarkably, they all have an uncanny likeness uh, to Phil Collins, which a number of people have commented on. Yes. Well, it it sounds to me as though in Mexico, the actual religious significance of the time of the year, the festival and all that uh, is way more prominent than it is in uh, the UK. You know, they're not showing Mrs. Brown's boys on the telly and uh, drinking Africa. It's, you know, it's the the actual religious symbolism of the whole thing is uh, way, way more prominent in Mexico than it is over here. You're absolutely right. Look, there are some similarities, which I guess are similarities, you know, internationally these days in terms of things like Christmas trees and, you know, an increased commercialization of the thing and Santa and, and snow, even in the tropics, ridiculously and so on. But, but yeah, everything that accompanies the um, Christmas here still very much has a strong religious bent. I mean, even the two big, I guess, cultural aspects of the calendar here around this time of year, which are the, what are called pastorelas and posadas. The pastorela is like, um, I guess, plays based on and around the story of Christ. So those 
um, occur on street corners, in little theatres and so on. But they all, so there, there is that live retelling undertaken by by actors and actresses and theatre companies and even just amateurs. You know, school kids, obviously, at this time of year will also undertake that. And then uh, this other thing, the, the Bosellas, which are like almost the equivalent of um, of hymn singing, I suppose, but they're undertaken in the streets, processions, people going door to door, singing hymns, uh, recreating Mary and Joseph, you know, knocking on various doors and asking for uh, for lodging and being rejected and so on. So, so even that, you know, very specific, um, I guess, kind of cultural representation is very much rooted in, um, you know, in the religious history uh, behind the Catholic tradition. Yeah, you've just reminded me of uh, an amusing story I heard on a, I was listening to a post show on the uh, radio where people were uh, giving anecdotes about Christmas and somebody said that uh, their daughter was in the school nativity play uh, playing the innkeeper's wife and was driving uh, driving them all mad rehearsing these lines these couple of lines she had rehearsing them again and again and again and for weeks all they heard were these lines from the innkeeper's wife uh, in the uh, in the school uh, nativity and uh, they got fed up with it. anyway somebody some friend came round and she said to the friend i'm in this um, i'm in this uh, special christmas play and they said oh what's it about and she said oh it's about this innkeeper's wife which just struck me as struck me as quite amusing, but that's that's the focus of kids, you see. Uh, and you, I mean, uh, the the sort of uh, putting up lights outside your house is something that goes on over here. I'm surprised it goes on uh, where you are in Campeche, but you, your neighbour has got a whole display of uh, of Christmas lights. Let me let me paint a picture for you, uh, Martin. I've actually driven. He's not actually my my neighbour. I've driven probably about half a mile. I'm on. On the coast, on the seafront here, and there's um, there's probably about I don't know a kilometre or a half a mile of, of houses which face out onto the ocean. And there's this one particular house uh, which is always all year round. They pick the nearest festival and they festoon their house with with decorations related to that festival. So they're in a, in a perpetual, I guess, uh, phase of either taking decorations down. Or putting decorations up and um and it, i mean you know you could look at it either i, I think as you know the, the fact that this family are responsible for bringing happiness and good cheer to the community or that they need you know fairly serious psychological assistance <laughs> but i'm outside this house at the moment and there is not an inch free from uh from lights from figures there's a massive cactus outside this house i mean one of the biggest cactuses i've i've ever seen and obviously all the cactuses it's a traditional like uh, you know Magay one with all the big leaves and the spikes and each one of the spikes has a bauble on it it is wrapped in lights uh, there's a number of different manifestations of the baby jesus a lot of green a lot of red vast array of angels and my favorite because um you know no christmas should be without it is there's a massive baby yoda on the roof Oh, lovely. It's uh, how Christmassy could it get? I've got, a, uh, I've got a story here, which I'll probably do a little bit later on, about uh, a massive baby Jesus um, on one of these nativities. I don't think it was in Mexico. I think it was somewhere else. But I'll, uh, we'll look at that um, later on. So, I mean, the celebrations sort of go on over there for you then, right through the uh, New Year, John. Yeah, they, they do. And actually, um, you know, it, almost every day now has something different um you know different theme to it in uh in some way and in a couple of days on the 28th we've uh, you've got the the innocent saints the santos inocentes which is a particularly strange one because the closest approximation to it is april fools 
um, in, in the UK and in the Anglo-Saxon world. So, so that's, you know, that's what happens there. And also there's this really weird aspect to that particular tradition where if you manage to get anybody to lend you something on that single day of the year, uh, the rule is you never have to return it. Excellent. Excellent. And, um, uh, and you'll be back with us with us next week. Just, just finally, uh, John, what, what are the what, what's the main meal? Is the one thing, you know, like everybody has turkey and you know pigs in blankets and, and Christmas pudding over here. Is there one particular food that, that sort of stands out this time of the year? Yeah, again, I think there's there's, there's the hybridity between you know the international aspect of, um, of Christmas these days. So turkey features increasingly prominently both in conversation and on on tables at Christmas. But I, I think a, a particularly traditional Latin American food on Christmas Eve would be salted cod, which every family at this time of year is going to, is going to have on their, uh, on their, on their tables and to share around family and so on. So I guess that's one of the, one of the peculiarities of, of things here. Beyond that, really, uh, I mean, every part of Mexico is going to have their own little specific, uh, traditions and so on. But really, yeah, one of the great unifiers would be, would be something like that really as a you know something which which people look forward to year round and don't really eat at any other time of year okay no, sounds good i'd rather have salted cod than turkey any day of the week but yeah there you <laughs> go uh john thanks uh, ever so much and we'll, we'll talk to you again next week if that's okay merry christmas and a Merry, a Merry Christmas to you too. There we go. Uh, John Bonfilio joining us there live, live, live from uh, Campeche in uh, Mexico. Uh, 